Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench. Roy here with you until 7 p.m. And there is a lot to cover over the next hour. We are going to have reaction from Ireland's defeat to England today. A big win for the Grand Slam champion Chasing Roses. We'll be talking to the Irish team in a bit and a little bit more about the protest that took place uh, before kickoff in that game. Also on the show tonight, going to look back on a disappointing night for Cork City FC. We're going to talk to Rockmount as they prepare for the Intermediate Cup final tomorrow. Rockmount looking to be crowned back-to-back champions. Going to look ahead to the Kinsale Sevens and plenty more besides as well. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. to talk about on the show tonight we are going to get through it all over the course of the next 60 minutes right here on Corkshire FM thank you very much indeed for tuning our way this evening uh, Man City still leading Sheffield United by a goal to nil in the FA Cup uh, semi-final Wembley 56 minutes on the clock there it's the wrap up all the days Premier League action first before we kick off and uh, plenty of goals between Liverpool and Nottingham Forest Shane Pennington Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest 2 and neither manager will have been happy with some of the defending on show but it made for a great second half watch as Liverpool held on for a crucial win in their bid for European football next season to leave Nottingham Forest deep in trouble at the bottom. Diogo Jota headed the host in front only for Nico Williams to equalise within five minutes but Jota got his second and Liverpool's second four minutes later only again for Morgan Gibbs-White to equalise for the boosters. But the hosts weren't going to be denied and Mo Salah volleyed home what proved to be the winner from a Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick. Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest 2. That's where a big win for Leicester in their bid to avoid the drop. Adam Drury. Leicester have come away with a crucial 2-1 win at home to Wolves. They had to do it the hard way. When on 12, Mateus Cunha side-footed Wolves in front. They couldn't build on it, though. And on 37, Ian Nacho converted a penalty kick to level. In the second half, the Foxes tried to break Wolves down and finally succeeded on 75 through Castagna, who buried the ball in the bottom corner of the net for a win that takes the Foxes out of the bottom three. Full-time at the King Power Stadium, Leicester 2, Wolves 1. That's our Brentford Aston Villa played out a one-all draw like Swindles. Brentford won, Aston Villa won. An absolutely breathless game. Both teams had half chances in the first half, but Brentford then completely dominated most of the second. They missed a string of chances before finally Ivan Tony managed to turn the ball in at the far post to give them a deserved lead. Tony then missed an even better opportunity to make it 2-0, and Villa made them pay with just six minutes remaining. Doug Louise set up by the excellent Buendaya fired home after that Villa could have pinched it which would have been desperately unfair it finishes Brentford 1 Aston Villa 1 Crystal Palace and Everton finished all square. Nigel Bidmead. Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil. This was no classic, but Everton, who were reduced to 10 men with 10 minutes to play, will be happy with a point, even though they drop into the bottom three. Palace had more of the ball and the bulk of the chances. The best came inside 10 minutes when Jordan Ayew headed a Michael Elise free kick over the crossbar. Recalled Everton centre-forward Dominic Calvert-Lewin came closest to scoring for the visitors on 62, but he poked wide. After Mason Holgate was sent off for a second yellow, Everton had to dig in but they held out for a precious point. Nil-nil. 
in the early kickoff. Fulham with a big win today over Leeds. Cats overport. It's finished. Fulham two, Leeds one at Craven Cottage. The hosts have walked away with the three points thanks to second half goals from Harry Wilson and Andreas Pereira. But Leeds' hopes were lifted when the ball came off Palinha before going into the back of the net for an own goal. Today's result means Leeds, who sit just above the Premier League's drop zone, have conceded 13 goals in their last three games. It finished Fulham 2, Leeds 1. Yeah, so a big result there for Fulham. That sees them into the top 10 at the bottom of the table. It is Everton, as we heard there, dropping into the relegation zone on goal difference compared to Leicester City. They have minus 22, Leicester on minus 13. They both have 28 points each. Nottingham Forest on 27 points in 19th and Southampton on 24 points at the bottom of the table. So it looks like it's that battle between Leeds United, Leicester City, Everton, Nottingham Forest and Southampton. Let's give forget West Ham who are only uh, three points away from the relegation zone. So you could make that a, a, an argument there that it could be the bottom six. I think those three could go down but it's going to be a very very interesting run into the season just six games left um, for a lot of those teams although West Ham do have two games in hand over the five teams below them um, in the FA Cup Manchester City have just gone 2-0 up on Sheffield United an hour on the clock there at Wembley Stadium and it looks like uh, it is going to be a Manchester City victory Riyad Mahrez with the goal there for City Alright, um, we're going to look back on everything else that happened today um, just uh, to recap everything that has happened as we mentioned Ireland have been beaten 48-0 by Grand Slam chasing England in the TikTok Women's Six Nations clash at Musgrave Park Scotland leading Italy 10-7 in the URC Leinster were beaten by the Bulls today a big, big result 62-7 was how that finished earlier on uh, in Pretoria elsewhere in um, South Africa Munster are currently Currently in action, they are taking on the Sharks, and uh, it is the latest score there. It is Munster who are trailing the Sharks by five points to three, and at seven thirty-five, Connacht take on Glasgow Warriors. In fact, uh, the Sharks have gotten a second uh, or uh, second try there, so it is, and they've converted as well. So it's the Sharks twelve-three. There, thirty-five minutes on the clock. Elsewhere in football. Uh, leader Celtic uh, finishing one all with Motherwell today in the Premier Division Sligo Rovers hosting UCD tonight that's at 7.45 in the Women's Premier Division Cork City away to Athlone at 7pm in the Women's Champions League semi-final first leg of Stamford Bridge Barcelona have beaten Chelsea by a goal tonight Caroline Hansen with the goal there after just four minutes Get a Games Camogie, the very 2B league final replay a good win for Cork today as they beat Kilkenny 21 points to 13 was how that finished earlier on today congratulations indeed to all of the Rebels there elsewhere uh, in Munster Senior Football Final Fitzgerald Stadium a big win for Kerry over Tipperary 25 points to 5 Limerick playing Clare in that other last four clash from 7 Sligo beat New York 216 to 6 points in the Connacht semi-final that was at Markovic Park ended up all square in Belfast in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship clash between Dublin and Armagh it finished at 119 uh, a piece there that game was being played at Corrigan Park elsewhere uh, two games uh, currently uh, taking place Kilkenny are uh, taking on Westmeath and uh, it currently is uh, Kilkenny leading by four points to nil after five minutes Galway are taking on Wexford and uh, the latest score from there is Galway 24 points Wexford 2-12 
Elsewhere today in snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan has won his grudge match against Hossein Vafai at the World Snooker Championship of the session to spare. He beat the Iranian who had goaded the Rocket ahead of their second long clash, 13 frames to 2. UK champ Mark Allen had earlier completed his victory over Stuart Bingham to book his place in the quarterfinals. And in racing, Kitty's Light has won the Scottish Grand National going off at a price of 4 to 1. Right, we are going to start at Musgrave Park and that defeat uh, for Ireland today, 48-0 against the Grand Slam chasing England. Let's hear first from Nicola Friday before we hear from head coach Greg McWilliams. Just your opinion on that performance? Yeah, look, um, still like we still would have liked to have got on the board, definitely in this definitely areas for us to improve on, but they can't. I'm, I'm extremely proud of the, the heart and the fight that the girls showed to hold out an English team of that calibre in the second half to the 70th minute I think we should really showed the grit and the determination and fight that we have as a group and, and I'm proud of the girls for that and I suppose it's the most cohesive we've seen you I'd say this campaign so far um, going in Scotland now how are you all feeling? Yeah like there's definitely 100% areas we can improve on our lineup definitely is something we want to get functioning more and get more return out of um, but definitely I think we saw glimpses of our backs playing really well today in terms of getting the ball to the edges and then letting their quality wingers have a, have a crack and um, our defence definitely wasn't improved on from the first three matches as well so there's def- there's positives but there's areas that we're, we're going to 100% work, work on over the next week because we, we want to go to Scotland firing and a big great for you again today how did the 16th man help you along? brilliant like uh, we've had two amazing matches here in, in Cork in terms of support and it really does mean the world to us especially at this time for us as a group that to have people showing up and, and really supporting and getting behind us and it, it really means the world to us Just your overall thoughts initially on the on the result and performance? Yeah look it's still the result that we didn't want I think however if you look at the squad and how hard they're uh, working for each other I think you saw that uh, in how we we went about our business today look we have to still get better lots of technical and tactical work we've got to improve on areas of, the, of our game that didn't function but overall I think you've got to realise that maybe a bit of a line in the sand moment I thought we saw a group of players there that started to believe in each other and we saw that in front of our eyes and that's always good if you got that you got a chance the attitude overall was that the, the biggest plus yeah it is I mean look they work really hard in camp people on the outside you know don't get a chance to see what we see like a group of players that are working hard for each other and I think that's something that you would be proud of because if you have that you've always got a chance uh, we've got to get better though you know like there's parts of our game there that just isn't clinical enough we're playing against a very good English side and we had a plan going into it we stuck to it for, for good moments of it um, you know like it was 27-0 going into the second half we had a really good plan coming out after half time for the first 30 minutes of that second half it was nil all and we had some good opportunities so 27-0 going into the last 10 minutes and then you know they brought on some really good players and power off the bench that just were very strong and, and they scored a couple of late tries that made the scoreline what it was but very proud overall the, the words outside noise have come up a lot over the last few days from players in particular as well do you think they, they kind of answered some of that criticism uh, was, it, was it a motivating factor I don't think so I, like we don't really refer to the huge amount in our camp but like we can only control what we can do so you know people can talk about whatever they want to outside like a, you know as a group it's important that we get together and we find solutions we don't go off into, into our own little small pockets and find problems and um, I think that's what the group has done is they got together and they're, they've, they've 
grown over this and I think that's the most important thing I'm super proud about this group of players because they're getting it from people uh, from different angles and that's just the way the world is now and that's just what you got to be aware of when you're playing in, in the spotlight but for this team to rally the way they did incredibly proud of them and just finally for me then in terms of the, the technical elements of this game what do you yeah. take from us going into next week in Scotland I take this big improvements but I also see areas that even looking back in the footage that just has, has to be better to play international rugby um, hopefully we can you know rest well uh, build into next week we've got a massive week now against Scotland because that will decide who goes into tier 2 and who goes into tier 3 and uh, that's a massive game for us and it's a bit of an opportunity um, for us to go into what is like a, a cup final for us next week so that's exciting we get another chance to, to challenge the group but uh, yeah I keep going back to it but I mean Nicola and the leadership group like seeing it unfold and, and, and seeing them growing in a short space of time it's, it's very refreshing yeah thanks so. the live section and then for Monday that's Greg Mike Williams there speaking after uh, today's uh, defeat to England as I mentioned uh, there just uh, been a tough couple of weeks for the Ireland team off the field and uh, yeah they put in a performance today in fairness like 48-0 doesn't really tell the story of the game the Irish team kept on fighting and kept on working for the entire game um, so they deserve tremendous credit indeed uh, for that um, but the game was preceded by a slight disruption in the crowd um, uh, there was uh, a woman was handing out flyers in the uh, stadium in Musgrave Park that had the words I give uh, F word four letters ends with a K um, and the U was kind of like in the shape of um, goalposts uh, so they were being handed out to some of the supporters but then um, she was prevented from doing so uh, according to uh, the 42.ie uh, she was pursued by security is what they said and uh, stopped her from distributing it uh, flanked by stewards in her seat then uh, Peter Breen is the RFU spokesperson and uh, was asked about the incident protesting I think part of the issue was one there's an anti-littering policy in the stadium two um the other team to foul and abusive language in terms of conditions about attending but it's obviously not appropriate particularly given you can see the demographic of the audience and stuff like that with children three there was a manner in which it was distributed which was kind of so it was thrown that's what we saw it that was thrown was, yeah. twice actually. did you know twice. this was happening oh yeah you know, they knew it was happening but like it's fine like, it's, I think there's I saw something online that said that we were this was an attempt to try and block everyone's got a right to protest like whatever it might agree with it but of course everyone has a right to protest the manner in which it was done wasn't appropriate in an environment such as this um, and the other issue is that I don't know the exact legalities but there's broadcast implications if failure abuse of language is filmed and there's potential fines then so it, it, that's that's part of it as well that's something that actually broadcaster sold me as well I don't know the exact regulations around it was it just one person I, I don't know no no she was there for the match oh, right, yeah okay. she was there for the match okay. no no, no it was something like that it was just the manner in which it was done um, yeah so we're, look, we're aware of it security of a tough enough job and and in fairness it wasn't a case she wasn't uh, uh, kicked out of the stadium or anything like that she stayed and watched the match and uh, I just think there's probably more appropriate ways of Okay. And were there posters removed from people before they came in? Or do you know I don't, you see, it's around the foul and abuse of the language. Okay. That's the issue. Yeah, right. Okay. And see, what happens is when it was thrown, 
you don't know how you know you look at it from a from a holster venue point of view you don't know how offensive that might be to somebody you don't know if you can hurt somebody genuinely you can catch somebody you know, anything could have happened so it's just a manner in which it was done as I said everyone's tied their venue you might agree with it in life but she's of course so. okay Grant well, Peter Breen there speaking about um, the protest that was happening um, with the um, material that was being distributed before the game the I give uh, F word four letters I can't really say it at quarter past six on a Saturday evening here on Corksville FM but it's uh, four letters starts with an F ends with a K and there's a goalpost where the U should be um, so that's Ireland's response uh, to that protest I suppose it was um, designed to show support for the Irish team and uh, calling for change um, so that's uh, what happened there in that game or just before the game started at Musgrave Park but ultimately defeat for Ireland um, against uh, England today and England looking impressive but look positives to take from that Irish performance today as well and I'm sure they will build on that and as we're saying look it's just a, t- a difficult year for Ireland and I suppose this is year one I guess of this Irish professional team so look plenty to build on and uh, defeat uh, for Cork and thank you very much indeed um, to Aoife Callahan for covering the game for us on the big red bench uh, Manchester City have scored a third now against uh, Sheffield United uh, so they're leading three goals nil 71 minutes on the clock there at Wembley Stadium and there was Reid Maris getting his second there after being played in by Jack Grealish going to look back on what was look, a disappointing night for Cork City last night as they lost 3-1 to Derry City um, it was a strange enough old game like Cork City were on top for a while and, and then Derry City just went ahead and then they got their second that was game over and they got a third definitely game over and then City got one back through Tunde Owalabi it was Ronan Boyce got the goal about seven minutes before half time with a glancing header from a Michael Duffy uh, corner Michael Duffy and then got on the sec, uh, got on score sheet with the, the second goal he took a shot from about 20 yards went under the arms of Jimmy Corcoran who should have done better um, I'm sure he's going to be very disappointed when he sees that and then uh, Colin Whelan got Derry City's third um, the City Cork City that is did force some uh, excellent saves from Brian Maher they got him behind a couple of times and Maher was just alive to put some some fantastic fingertip saves uh, from the Candy Stripes goalkeeper he's been in uh, absolutely red hot form um, so it was a good save a good saves from him last night but just look another disappointing pr- uh, result for Cork City lost to UCD last week lost 3-1 to Derry City last night Um second from bottom in the Premier League table and obviously the Premier Division table and four points ahead of UCD who play Sligo Rovers tonight if UCD were able to get a result there it would make things very very interesting indeed it was always going to be a tough season for Cork City back in the Premier Division um, I think a lot of people I spoke to before the season said look if they finish 8th it's going to be a good season look there's a battle on to, to finish in 8th I've um, seen people call for Colin Healy's head, with, head which is just an absolute nonsense it's only what uh, 11 games into the season of what we as I said we always knew it was going to be a tough season so I think that's a nonsense looking for Healy to be replaced at this point but he does have a big job ahead of him and he's got three very difficult games coming up as well now he's got Shelburne uh, away 
Um, he's got Bohemians away, the league leaders, and then uh, St. Pat's at home. So uh, there are no easy games in the Premier Division, but two tough away games before you're back at Turner's Cross. Um, I was on commentary duties for LOI TV last night, and afterwards, um, as part of LOI TV, I got a chance to speak to Colin Healing. Uh, about the game about the performance and how the City are going to get out of the rut that they're in Colin uh, how would you rate your side's performance tonight? Um, I, start, I, I thought we started quickly I thought, we, I thought probably for the first 20-25 minutes I thought we were good we had a good few chances um, probably towards the end of the second the, the first half I thought um, they, they got a hold of possession and you know they, they were with rotations especially uh, on their left hand side with Duffy causing us a few problems um, you know they 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 score from a set piece which is which is something that we need to do better on and so to probably the first half was probably there wasn't much in it and the second half came out and you know we gave away a soft goal you know and it's um you can't be doing that at this level you know, Jimmy so. Corker won't be happy looking back at that no, no, play. no listen as I said listen you know Jimmy I think and he knows that himself he needs to save that one you know and it's, it's always difficult you know with the team the quality that Derry have and defensively they're so strong um, you know so you know, obviously we made a few changes and you know we we said listen we go for it um, and then listen we, we're caught in the break you know but it's um, yeah no, it's, it's, it, is, it is disappointing listen I can't fault the players effort um, you know they gave us everything but it just you know we gave away the goals that we gave away were too, uh, too soft for my liking and when you did get in behind Brian Marple's off two world classes he's an excellent goalkeeper he's an excellent goalkeeper as I said he's probably pulled off two or three very very good saves um, yeah and um, yeah he's uh, he's a very good goalkeeper I've seen it out through the years every time we played against him he's, he's pulled off great saves you know you know so um, um, yeah so listen that's um, you know that's why you know he's, he, he is he's a, he's a very good keeper he is when he was done waiting for treatment Colin he was hit by some bottles from the shed and that's something obviously the club were condemning in the strongest possible terms listen as I said listen we, we, we don't want to see that you know we don't want to see that and it's um, it's, it's, it's not acceptable and we don't want to see it and you know and probably for my side and, uh, listen, I can only apologise for that um, but we don't want to see that at, at any games you know it's, it, it's not right There was a big show for a penalty as well that your side had in the second half what was your view on that for the handball? I don't think we were getting anything tonight, were we? No, we weren't. But listen, that's the way it is sometimes, you know. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Let's let's say let's let's say that the better. And another big incident was Adam O'Reilly. Is thought that he should have been sent off for that incident with uh, Bolger. What was your view? Listen, I can't see it from I can't see it from where I am. But you know, it's that. Listen, Aaron's a strong boy. You know, he's a good lad. You know, I don't think he's going to go down too easily. Like you know, but you know, the referee did book Adam already, so you know he must have done something. But you know, I haven't seen it. I'll have to look back in the video on that one, so I can't really comment on that one. So it's two defeats on the bounce. Now you're away from home. The next two games is a tricky run of games you got coming up. So how do you turn things around? Yeah, no. Listen, we we gotta stick together. It, it is tough at the moment. We gotta stick together, and you know, uh, you know. Listen, we'll uh, we'll come back in tomorrow. We'll do a recovery, and we'll go again Monday. And it's, that's just the way it is. It is tough. It is, you know. It's um, the quality that we're playing is that it's it's up another level. You know. So um, yeah, it is tough, but we have to stick together. It's the most important thing. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, that's Colin Healy there speaking after last night's defeat and I uh, forgot to mention that incident with Adam O'Reilly uh, coming together with Bolger and it looked like Adam O'Reilly uh, just kind of put his elbow back into Bolger's face and probably should have been sent off or I know Adam O'Reilly isn't that type of player uh, a very nice lad off the field um, he's just a little bit frustrated um, with what had happened just before that with the, the Bolger tackle but look um, if he were brandished a red card it would have been a completely different game 
um, after that point but look it is what it is um, Cork City beaten by Derry City who look good they've got uh, title aspirations and they had a bit of a tricky run themselves as well a couple of defeats in that draw with Dundalk last week but they are up to second now in the league table and uh, five points behind Bohemians um, so it's uh, going to be a very very interesting uh, run in there uh, but as I said to Colin Healy three big games um, coming up for them and uh, needs to turn things around so hopefully Cork they can pick up a couple of points in the row before they face St. Pat's back at Turner's Cross in two weeks time uh, right full time at Pierce Stadium it finished uh, Galway 24 points Wexford 2-12 so that is a six point win for Galway so I have to do some mental arithmetic um, very very slowly elsewhere in the uh, Leinster Senior Hurling Championship uh, 20 minutes gone it's Kilkenny leading Westmeath at 12 points 2-3 alright uh, going to talk uh, Gaelic games uh, for a bit uh, we're going to hear from the Cork Minor Ladies team in just a second after uh, their win today uh, against Clare in the Munster final during the week but the Cork's under 14 team uh, in the uh, Munster under 14A LGFA final today beaten by Kerry at Mallow it finished uh, Kerry 116 uh, Cork 211 so uh, let's hear from uh, their manager now OK JJ obvious disappointment a one point defeat is gut wrenching but let's look at the overall picture fantastic performance from the Cork under 14s and much to look forward to in the all series Yeah look we're we're, we're gutted to lose that by a point you know we um we didn't come here to, to finish second but uh, you know there's a long season there yet there's a All-Ireland qualifiers now in a couple of weeks time and then uh, every team will be in an All-Ireland quarter final new competition so we'll go again but um, you know uh, our girls were absolutely magnificent out there again today you know it's for under 14s the, the standard of football was was, 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 was excellent absolutely excellent and that for you in the management team has got to be the big encouragement here like you've been con- the consistency you're building momentum obviously it's a setback today but it's not the end of the world no it's not the end of the world it's, it's, it's a it's a step along the way in their development you know we're trying to find the footballers of the future and you know anybody who's here today or watches this match on video will see that there's a lot of exceptional young girls coming through in the Cork ladies football scene and um, you know the future is bright um, Kerry in fairness to them absolutely super team as well you know um, the last couple of years you know Cork and Kerry have produced some great games at this at this, at this level and um, you know we're coming out the wrong end of a couple of them but you know our turn will come as well and that's very well said. Just nothing between these teams in the last couple of years, not just this year at under 14 level, but you now have a bit of a chip on the shoulder. The girls can go back and have something to aim for. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Yes, you know, they, 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 they're not, you know, this isn't a pleasant experience standing outside here watching the cup going going, going west. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll regroup with back training uh, Wednesday night and we'll, you know, we put a positive slant in it. You know, the performance was good. The girls that started, the girls that came on, they all contributed. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very proud of the effort they put in there today. Well, it was a fabulous display, JJ. Well done to you and your team. We'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, Joe. And earlier on in the week, the uh, Cork minor team retained their Munster A ladies football title after Harfoot win over Clare at Mallow. They finished Cork 113 at Clare 2-7. It's here from minor captain Millie Condon speaking to Joe. Uh, Millie Condon, congratulations, Munster Minor Champions. Uh, you really put it up, Claire put it up to you tonight, but you got off to a really good start. Yeah, no, um, 
we we started well, um, but I suppose we we let foot off in the end, and they came well back at us, and yeah. we it was a it was a good match throughout. Were you a bit worried when we got those two late goals? Yeah, anything could have happened if they just popped in two. They could easily pop in a third. And what does it mean to this group to win a Munster Championship? You've been together quite a long time now. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good to win it. Um, otherwise, our season would have been over today and it's nice to keep it on during the summer. You're quite busy yourself at the moment, your dual commitments, but it's fantastic to win a provincial title. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm happy with it. And what about overall? Uh, you're into an All-Ireland semi-final, a lot of our hard work to do. Yeah, no, I think we've, we've a, good, a good bit now to, to prepare for it, so hopefully we can do well. You're shouting at you to go get the cup, you better go and get it. Well done. Yeah, thanks a million. That's well uh, sure, speaking to uh, Captain Millie Condon. They're going here now from uh, Cork Minor boss, Jamie Cronin. Jamie Cronin, first. Congratulations. You've won a Munster Minor LGFA title. Um, talk to me about the hard work that's gone into this. Um, look, it started in halfway through January for us. We work in three, three and a half months now to get to this point. Um, I'm absolutely super proud of the work we've done in all the games and training sessions leading up to today and in what we achieved today, tonight on the pitch. Um, probably when we were under most pressure in this game is when, when we played our best. Um, and then that's the sign of, I think that's the sign of a strong group. Um, things went against us, things went a bit against us late in the game. We came back, we did the business. Um, we got the r- r- right result and it proves how strong we are as a group. You got off to a really good start. You were winning. You held them scoreless for, mo- for the entire first quarter. Then Amy Shepherd's goal gave you a cushion. But the way Clare came back to you in the second half, you got those two late goals. Took a bit of the shine off it, but from a manager's point of view, gives you something to work on. It, it absolutely does. Um, like I always try. To, I, I even said it to the girls a couple of seconds ago there that you know not to forget the positive things we've done in the game. Um, Clare were were awesome there in that comeback. They put huge, huge, huge pressure on us. Um, it'll make us rethink about what we do on the pitch. Um, and it, it only, as as you said, it only gives us stuff to work on. And it really, really means that you know we know we need to up our game another level or two, another five levels even going into an Ireland semi final. How happy are you with the way your team played? Because you put up a good score, but the, the swiftness that you moved the ball from defence was really impressive. Yeah, we moved, look, we moved it. We had some brilliant, brilliant moves in the game. Um, like Claire, I suppose, probably end up, we, we ended up folding a bit, they ended up folding a bit too, put us under a bit of pressure that way going up front. But we, we, we stuck to what our plan was for a lot of it. And maybe the times when we went off script a little bit is when things maybe went a bit awry. Um, as you said, we had the strong first quarter. We finished out the half, first half okay, we had a decent lead. Uh, maybe, maybe we didn't press on enough and maybe we didn't continue the good things we had done in the first half and that maybe, maybe cost us a little bit in terms of momentum in the game. Just finally, an all-earned final, semi-final to look forward to now and lots of hard work still to do, but you must be proud of this group's effort because they have put in a serious shift to get to this point. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, we had to... We have to put the work in every week. We they do put the work in every week, and I mean we have two, two and a half, three months there to work on many, many more things, as evidenced by a game tonight. And look, that's where I, I kind of say if we're on ten steps of a ladder here tonight, my only might be only step two, and we've a lot, we've a lot more, we've a lot more to do, and they have a lot more to show. Well, congratulations on winning a monster title. Fantastic for you and for your backroom team and for the players. And we'll see you soon in the All-Ireland semi-final. Cheers. Thanks, Ger. Thank you, Ben John Cork. Congratulations indeed to their Cork minor team after today's or Wednesday's uh, fantastic victory and uh, the uh, retaining their Munster title as well. So fantastic stuff from the Cork ladies. Still Manchester City 3, Sheffield United nearly 86 minutes on the clock. We'll get you a full-time report on that when we get it. Up next, we're talking to Rockmount as they look to make a back-to-back FBI Intermediate Cup titles. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. <laughs> 
Cork's Red FM. Rory here with you on the bench here till 7pm. Now we are going to look ahead to a big day for Rockmount tomorrow as they look to win back-to-back FAI Intermediate Cups. The reigning champions taking on Donegal's Cockhill Celtic in the decider. That game being played at the showgrounds in Sligo. Ahead of the game, Rockmount defender Kay Murphy and goalkeeper and captain Brendan O'Connell. Calling to me in studio to preview the game. All right, Brendan Keane, first off, uh, very welcome along. Thanks for coming into Twas and Cork Shred FM. Thanks, Rory. <laughs> Brendan, I might start with yourself. Um, just away from Rockmount, I suppose. Well, not away from Rockmount. Congratulations on winning the, the Player of the Year award. It's uh, an incredible honour. Yeah, thanks, million. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a, a great honour. Um, great night up in the up in the Aviva a couple of weeks ago. Um, look, I suppose as I was saying, it's probably as much an acknowledgement of um, of the club's achievements and 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 what we've done at international level over the past twelve months, and that you know winning the intermediate cup and the league with Rockmount and uh, and qualifying for the UEFA regions finals in Bulgaria in October as well. So um, yeah, look, I was I was delighted to get it. Um, I suppose at this stage in your mm. career, um, especially, <laughs> um, um, and um, but it, but as I say, probably uh, as much as anything, an acknowledgement of of the successes of the teams that I'm involved with over the past twelve months. Yeah, I was going to say, like you know, for a fellow what pushing fifty now at this point, like it was an incredible <laughs> achievement. Right? Well, that is that is that is, that is true. Um, like uh, uh, I'll be forty in October, unfortunately. So <laughs> um, you know, things th- things don't last forever um, in terms of the Irish thing. Unfortunately, the, the summer will be the last one mm. uh, but they, believe it or not the UEFA have an upwards age limit so I will be actually in fact over over age for the next <laughs> uh, rotation so um, so yeah look it, it's it, you know it, it, I've been lucky because I suppose I've gotten a bit of a rejuvenation in the past few years because we've gotten so many good young players the likes of Keanu and, and, and Owen his brother and Nathan Broderick Luke Casey all of these guys have come in and kind of brought a new impetus to the mm. club uh, and I suppose have, have kept it fresh and, and kept me going that bit longer Okay, what's it like then having someone of Brendan's experience in golf and marshalling things for you it's, ma- it's, uh, it's massive having Brendan in goal you know um, obviously my dad's a referee in the league so I would have came up um, watching a lot of months of senior league football um, I've been to Rockmount ring man you know you go around the grounds as a kid like and when you go to Rockmount there was always something a bit more special there you know you had the likes of Brendan Howie who have been on the Irish amateur team for 10 for 12 years as I know and pushing towards 90 caps so mm. um, it was massive and John you know, Devolve has been very good help to me since I've signed um, Brendan's obviously the captain this year he's very good at getting the lads on their toes and keeping them fresh as he said and mm. John you know, look um, yeah what, what is there to say like <laughs> intermediate player of the year so <laughs> has he not let you forget about it either it says he no no he's uh, pretty humble and I think the from what I know Brendan over the last uh, 18 months um, there's only one thing on his mind and that's mm. winning next Sunday and what's it like then for you I suppose coming into a team like Rockmont and settling into it uh, yeah so I came in two years ago and uh, since I've come in there's a massive massive winning mentality out there as such as Intermediate Cups right down to train and you know everything's uh, done properly for like Derek Clark getting everything ready for us Eddie is a good coach Ethan a brilliant winning mentality and that filters down through to the players then you know um, obviously last year was really successful we won the league unbeaten won the Intermediate Cup and we won another cup as well um it's gone do you know mm. what I mean that's kind of the, the attitude out there that I know it's like at other clubs you know if they get that success they kind of live on it maybe for a year or two and longer I think that Oaten Rockwell at the moment 
we're not forgetting about last year but we re- it really doesn't matter to us mm-hmm. we're hungry we're out to go and win it next Sunday even tomorrow we have a league game and that's all the focus has been on in the group chat and stuff like that we're just talking about getting three points tomorrow against UCC and seeing where that takes us and then we'll focus on next Sunday when that comes yeah, I was going to say I mean, like when you when you win it all um, the year before I mean, like when you come down to set targets then for the next season I mean, like it obviously has to be do the same again does it? Yeah of course it has to be doing the same things again because that's the benchmark and you know, I suppose if you're looking um, at amateur football in Ireland rock won't at the moment probably are the benchmark and we carry that title everywhere we go you know no matter who we're playing whether it's in a, a small cup game against a Division 3 team we got to go and we got to set those standards mm-hmm. right from the off we can't be going to places and have fellas thinking oh, they're not as good as what they think they are you know and you know, I suppose that does happen too throughout the course of a season but we try our very best to make sure that every game we play we win and I think being honest in the last two years since I'm here I think I could count on all one hand the amount of games we've lost mm. very rarely very seldom but it does happen so we need to stay on our toes and hopefully get three points tomorrow as I said and then we start focusing about next Sunday I mean I suppose when you are that successful that target on your back it's bigger and bigger I suppose with every game pretty much yeah I mean that, that's um, we, we've actually spoken about this a bit um, you know we, we I've always found playing with Rockmount over the years that you, everybody raises their game to play to play Rockmount and now that we have the tag of, of Intermediate Cup champions and, and League champions teams just seem to raise their game a bit more against mm. us um, but that's great I mean that, I, I think that's a privilege uh, and I think that's that's you know great uh, illustration of respect from our opposition as well that they know that they have to raise their game if they're going to get results against us and um, I suppose that's something that we're very conscious of and something that, something that we we kind of try to keep central in our thoughts in our preparation for games and that yeah, I was going to say it must be kind of a good thing in a way because it, you have to stay in your toes I guess mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, and every day you go out um, you know you just know the teams are going to raise their game um, you know and you know no matter who you're playing you, you even find I mean I think in the quarter final of the of one of the cups that we played there recently I think it was the Beamish Cup um, we played my old school by Club Riverstone who are you know who are in the say in, the, in a division below or a couple of mm. divisions below uh, you know and, and it took us penalties to get over them you <laughs> know what I mean so um, you know every, every team does raise their game but like I think that's a privilege and I think that's that's probably a sign of where we are you know exactly yeah uh, can you talk to us about the season you're having so far and I suppose you're past the final as well uh, yeah being honest uh, the season's looks been going well at the moment we're top of the league um, we didn't lose again this year you know, we won't do that unbeaten this year but I don't think that's matter as long as we get the job done um, in terms of the Intermediate Cup it's been a tough road to get to the final um, yeah. could have very easily been knocked up in the first round against Douglas Hall uh, we went one down early um, and if, I, if I'm right in the 100 and, or no it would have been the last minute it would have been the 90th minute lad broke and if he was a bit older a bit more experienced he probably would have put us out of the competition mm. within the extra time we beat them um, I can't remember how we really played in the next round but when we got out of Cork we were given a tough tie down in Carrig Line um, we went down there blitzed them 5-1 or f- yeah 5-1 yeah. and uh, then the next round we actually could have been knocked out again you know we played a great side up in Dublin Usher um, small pitch tight pitch and they put it up to us beat them 4-3 after extra time and uh, beat Kilbarrick 3-1 they were another really good team up in Dublin Joe Weldrill side and uh, obviously we went to Luke and then the semi-final who uh, 
probably were given the title that they were favourites for the competition yeah. probably looked down on us a little bit and on the day we beat them 2 0 so it's been a good run to the final we've played some decent teams you know, and we've had some luck along the way too so mm. it's brilliant to be going back up there now next Sunday up to Sligo to play in the second Intermediate Cup final in the year so, yeah, it's incredible stuff um, Brendan Cockhill Celtic it is next week um, a, a team that I suppose need no introduction I guess uh, no um, you know out of a, of a kind of a conscience a couple of them you know they've played with a few of them on the Irish team over the years uh, Peter Doherty their centre half played in the Irish team with him and Lee McCulgan actually was a nominee for, for player of the year uh, just gone um, and is a, is a current member of the of the Irish setup. so they've they've a lot of good players a lot of ex-Finn Harps a lot of ex-Derry City um, you know I, I think their goalkeeper is an ex-Irish under 19 international so they've got great pedigree they've got some real quality and I think aside from that the big thing that they'll bring is a huge competitiveness um, you know it's their first final um, I think it's 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 a big thing for them obviously it, obviously a huge thing for us as well um, but it being their first final you know we're definitely going to be getting nothing easy next Sunday Cian have you seen much of them or is that kind of something you just leave to the management team and let them point at their strengths and weaknesses um, I haven't seen anything of them obviously they're obviously playing up in Donegal so I haven't played against them uh, ever um, what I do know is that um, they're a good side physical side um, they've beaten Ringman so if they're beating Ringman they're obviously not a bad side mm. they've uh, beaten Avondell who are obviously another big car club so they're no uh, they're not they're here on merit and they'll be coming down to beat us you know so um, we've got to make sure that that don't happen um, when I look at it um, I always worry about ourselves I think we've mm. got a very good side and I always say to us and family if we perform on the day it would take a very good side to beat us you know mm-hmm. but that's only if we perform if we go out there with the right attitude and play to our capability like so normally on the big days that does come together for us nine times out of ten it does so I'm pretty confident but I know it's going to be a big battle you know mm-hmm. we're going to, we had the final last year in Turner's Cross we brought a big crowd Turner's Cross last year we're not going to have that big crowd now in Sligo you know yeah, yeah. there will obviously be support travel but they're going to be the ones with the big crowd so it's going to be uh, hostile enough going up there you know I don't think it's only an hour or so from Donegal so yeah. I'd imagine for their first final as Brendan said they're going to bring, bring a big crowd mm-hmm. and we're just going to have to put a stop to it hopefully Brendan I remember asking you last year about the final lopping played at the Viva Stadium in the previous years were played I mean I guess I think your answer was it doesn't matter if, as long as you win the cup yeah. how do you feel about going up to the showgrounds this year yeah look I mean I, I think I think Ian probably touched on it there I don't think it makes any difference to the players or the team as such I mean we, we've guys who've travelled with the Irish team we've a lot of ex-League of Ireland guys who are used to travelling long distances to games and that kind of thing so in terms of the team I don't think it affects us at all uh, I suppose it is a bit of a, it, it is a bit disappointing from a fan's perspective in that we have a lot of you know family and friends who really just is a step too far yeah. um, I know like my, my own family booking in like it's you'll, you'll see you know, you, you know that it'll, it'll cost quite quite an amount of money to yeah. get up there for the weekend and stay overnight uh, which is difficult um, just in general and I think I made this point last year I think the FEI are missing a trick um, I think our counterparts in the GA all of the All-Ireland Club Finals Junior, Intermediate and Senior they're all played in Croke Park uh, and I think I think it, it's it's it'd be and I know the FEI you're talking about spend and all that kind of thing I think what it, did, what it would get for, for amateur football both at Junior and Intermediate level I think it would be it would be an expenditure worth making mm. Um 
I think you know I, I think there's something like 60,000 registered amateur players in the country between junior and intermediate that's a big playing population I think it's the second biggest behind school boys um, my thought on it is that you know I think it will be worth a few bob uh, to create the incentive for players to be able to play on uh, play in our national stadium Cian mm. yourself are you disappointed that it's nothing to the Aviva does it bother you uh, it, it doesn't really bother me you know I've spoken to people that have played at the Aviva and they said the best thing about it is like getting up there and seeing it you know they mm. said once the game starts you can get lost in the atmosphere you know it looks empty um, obviously yeah, I only yeah. played in one final and last year Turner's Cross to me was pretty full and I enjoyed the atmosphere you know and I, as we said all our family and friends were there and we were a short trip to mm. the local after we won it like you know so we were lucky enough <laughs> um, yeah look, obviously as Brent said it would be lovely to play in the national yeah. stadium you know you don't get that uh, opportunity when you're an amateur player you know as obviously the international senior team are there playing and stuff like that and uh, you dream of those kind of stuff when you're a kid so um, yeah it is a, I suppose a small bit disappointing but mm. as Brendan said as you said if we win it I won't really mind but. <laughs> exactly yeah Brendan we're getting to the busy end of the season now as well it's probably um, a positive that you've got so many games and you've got a game tomorrow that you can't really focus on that at the, the Intermediate Cup final until after tomorrow's game yeah I mean that's that's been a mantra of ours we've just been looking at the at the next game taking it taking it game by game we're involved in I suppose we're in the shake up for the league it's very tight there's three or four teams involved mm. obviously we're in the Intermediate Cup final we're in the Beamish Cup we're in the Keane Cup um, so there's we, we actually played in the FEI Senior Cup last weekend against Home Farm so there, there's lots of games there's a fixture glut uh, it's obviously very difficult for the league now to try and uh, to try and manage all the fixtures because I think the Irish team are leaving to go to Spain on um, on something like the 5th of June mm. so the league uh, the fixtures uh, I, I assume have to be done by then uh, given the fact that there's a big Cork involvement in the car, in the in the Irish team so um, yeah but like you know back to what you said it's game by game we're looking at UCC tomorrow they are fighting for their lives at the other end of the table now um, uh, and obviously we're, we're looking for three big points at home so um, that's the focus uh, for tomorrow and then obviously after tomorrow the focus all on next Sunday so no game midweek so no game midweek thankfully thankfully Keen, I suppose um, how confident are you heading up to, to Sligo next week I imagine the answer is pretty much very confident uh, yeah we're, we're confident but we're not cocky you know we yeah. know that we're going to play a good side and like I said a while ago I always say if we perform on the day it does take a very good side to beat us so we have uh, as, as I said a while ago as well used our luck a bit along the way we need a bit of that next week um, that's just the way things are in football like it's fine margins and the, the smaller things will matter on the day hopefully our big players can step up on the day we've got the match winners up front we've got a solid team at the back great goalkeeper so I, I think we can win it next week and hopefully we do Brendan about yourself how are you feeling ahead of the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, people are asking me this question a lot. Unfortunately, <laughs> as you get older, you get more anxious. Is about it the things. last one? Is this the last one? Oh, well? yeah, and and all of that kind of thing. So, look, I mean, I think what Keen said is right. We we try and focus on ourselves and control the things we can control, um, and just we'll just prepare right right all week. We show up with the best version of ourselves next Sunday at two o'clock, and hopefully that'll be enough. All right, lads. Thanks very much for coming in. Actually, before you go, I must ask you about um, Roy Keane's visit recently to the club. It kind of brought a national international. I suppose focus on Rotman with, with Jamie Redknapp or Jamie what's his name Carragher. Jamie Carragher Jesus I can't remember with Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville there as well so it must have been a huge buzz around the club when they came yeah it was a good day for the club unfortunately it actually coincided with the day that the the, the intermediate player of the year was yeah. being awarded in the Aviva so we uh, missed it but um, look I, I think you know what can anybody say that it hasn't been said I suppose what people don't realise about 
like Roy I know, I know they know that he's very closely aligned and connected to Rockmount but behind the scenes he's been great for us mm. um, he's been at a lot of our games this season um, you know and he could show up anywhere you know we, I think we were playing UCC away in the farm there a few weeks ago a bad winter's windy day not a man and his dog at it and then Roy Keane at the corner <laughs> flag watching it too uh, so he's been a great supporter to us on and off the pitch um, and you know it, it's a great thing when you play for Rockmount to know like that probably mm. our greatest ever is also aligned to the club as well Alright lads thanks very much for coming in wishing you the very very best luck next Thanks week. Rory Thanks That's Kia Murphy there of Rockmount and goalkeeper captain and amateur player of the year Brendan O'Connell there speaking to me ahead of tomorrow's clash with Cockhill Celtic in the decider um, a huge huge day for Rockmount and it's going to be uh, a massive massive day for the club um, so very very best luck to them as they look to make it back to back intermediate cup titles alright uh, in the FA Cup Manchester City have beaten Sheffield United by three goals to nil in their semi-final Riyad Mahrez hat-trick um, is uh, how City have advanced to the decider a uh, very very good very very comfortable win uh, for City and now tomorrow's second semi-final is Brighton and Hove Albion against Manchester United that is a 4.30 kick-off uh, and in the National League it's um, Wrexham looking to get promoted today as they take on Boreham Wood um, Wrexham are a goal down after 46 seconds they've just pulled one back level out a goal apiece uh, so it stands after 15 minutes so uh, things looking up there for Wrexham uh, Ryan Reynolds Rob McElhenney in attendance rumours of Paul Rudd's been circulating around Wrexham having a few jars in Wrexham bars um, but I've been keeping an eye out for Wrexham ever since I watched uh, This Is Wrexham which is a cracking documentary you need to watch it um, it's more about the, the club and its place in, in society and the people that are involved in the club more so than uh, Deadpool and Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia so be sure to check it out if you can the second season is going to be an absolute roller coaster, and of course a big core connection as well with uh, Bonesy Owen O'Connell uh, signing for them a couple of months back now at this point and he's, he started at centre back uh, today for Wrexham as they let's get promoted back uh, to the uh, to League 2 and back into the Football League after a long absence there but yeah one apiece is how it stands there at the race course at the moment Alright um, recently we wrapped up uh, on Hear Me Roar which is our series with Valerie Mulcahy she interviewed six inspiring sportswomen from Cork or who had a special connection with Cork and it was a fantastic series that I was delighted to be part of the project funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee um, if you missed any of them uh, we have spoken uh, we've uh, put them all up online you can just go to redfm.ie forward slash hear me roar we spoke to some incredible athletes we heard from uh, Louise Shanahan we heard from uh, Lisa McGuire Sunita Puspure Nikki Daly Breach Corcoran a fascinating interview with Claire Shine uh, we're going to uh, play an excerpt now from one of the episodes they're all available online go to redfm.ie forward slash hear me roar but now we're going to hear uh, from hockey star Nikki Daly and in this excerpt Valerie's talking to her about reaching the World Cup final hear me roar with Valerie Mulcahy is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. In 2018, Ireland shocked the hockey world by reaching the World Cup final in London, ultimately losing out in the decider to the Netherlands. For a nation watching on, it was an incredible journey as a group of part-time amateur athletes got all the way to the final on the world's biggest stage. 
However, for Nikki and her teammates, it was the culmination of years of hard work with a little help from Mariah Carey on the way. So yeah, like two cycles of not getting into the Olympics and then was the World Cup a bit of a surprise or how would you have regarded that? I think the the overall result was a surprise. Like to medal was definitely a surprise. But I think, you know, to get into the knockout stages wasn't really a surprise for us because I think we knew we'd been knocking on the door for a while with sort of teams ranked ahead of us and we'd been you know we'd we'd beaten the likes of Germany we'd beaten USA we'd beaten these teams like even GB in some practice games we'd beaten them in so we knew we could but it didn't matter if you did it sort of in a practice game or a friendly tournament or you know um, these kind of things or a test match we had to do it when it came to you know, the big occasion. And we'd never been in a big occasion before. Like for this team, it was the first time any of us had played in in, in a, you know, a, a World Cup or played on the world stage. So I think the fact that we knew that we were capable of it, we had, you know, we'd progressed so much as a team during those sort of practice matches behind the scenes. Nobody knew who we were. Like we weren't really on anyone's radar, but we, we knew ourselves the progression that we had made. And I think just the fact that there was absolutely no expectation on us, there was no pressure on us. We didn't put pressure on ourselves, but we had a, you know, we had set targets and goals for ourselves and getting out of the group was, was one of our main goals. Like, and we were very confident we could do that. So, um, you know, everything else after that was a bonus, but I suppose like it's in tournament situations, it's all about momentum. If you get yeah. that momentum going, it can take you anywhere. And I think, you know, the other teams were kind of going, what's going on here? Like the Irish hockey team are kind of taking all the glory here, even though they're, they've only just got out of the group. But it, it made everyone stop and kind of say, what's going on? Like, this is the second yeah. lowest ranked team. They should be on the, the flight home. Like, Well, I think um, singing Mariah Carey as well probably got caught their attention. Yeah, I'd say that, well, whatever about the other teams in the tournament, I'd say the, the people walking past us every morning doing our stretching in the middle of London City going to work were probably like, what are these girls on? Like, you know, singing Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas at eight o'clock in the morning in the middle of July was <laughs> probably not what they expected to hear. But again, that was sort of, I suppose that sort of, it, that gives you an idea of the sense that was in the team. Like, Spirit. we had you know young people on the team who it it didn't matter if you were young or old like none of us had ever been there we'd never been to a world cup but especially for the young ones so early in their career to be able to be on the world stage you know the first thing that a couple of them said was it feels like christmas like and that was where it came from you know waking Uh up on the first morning of our first match felt like it was christmas it was like so exciting we didn't know what was going to happen what to expect um and that's kind of where it came from just grew legs from there so instead of Santa arriving the World Cup had arrived yeah well silver medal at least (laughs) did you have any get any nugget of advice or did anything have a lasting impression on you that someone else said to you like a piece of advice whether this be in life or in your sporting endeavours yeah it was something that I said earlier on it was something that my uncle Derek actually said to me it was it was like around the time when I was like starting to maybe play competitive sports and so maybe like 18, 19 um, with like, you know, I was playing underage with Ireland under 18 in hockey and I was playing Dublin Senior B or something at the time. And to me, I, like I was like, oh, it's great. Like I'm playing this and playing that or whatever. And, and he was like, and so what's, 
what's the plan after that and like you know where are you going to go with this and I was like oh Jesus I don't know like I'm just I just go every week like that's <laughs> yeah you know, I don't know yeah no plan. real like long term plan here um, but he, he he brought it back to like you know well if you want something to happen you know if you want to, to make it to the team or to you know wherever it is you know on the Irish team he was like you need to you know if you want it badly enough it'll happen like Hear Me Roar with Valerie Mulcahy is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee Yeah it was a pleasure working on that uh, series with Valerie Mulcahy and all the episodes are on uh, line now you can go to uh, redfm.ie forward slash uh, hear me roar and you can get all the episodes there and there are some cracking conversations there um, between uh, Valerie um, 10 time All-Ireland winner uh, 6 time All-Star you don't get m- many bigger legends in Gilla Game circles indeed Irish sporting circles uh, as I just smack a keyboard off the desk there uh, then Valerie Mulcahy and uh, her interviews have been absolutely incredible the episode in particular I'm thinking of is uh, Claire Shine the one we uh, finished up with was just an incredible conversation between the two of them and then the, the conversation with Sunita Puspure was fascinating as well they were all absolutely brilliant and as I mentioned Louise Shanahan's in there uh, Lisa Maguire's in there talking about her, her golfing days now studying dentistry and of course her, her twin sister Leona Maguire and um, the episode that made me laugh the most was the episode of Breach Corkery which was just the two of them could have talked for hours and hours and hours they did talk for hours and hours and hours and cutting that down was nearly impossible so that's why that episode became an epic three-parter but if you want to get them at redfm.ie forward slash hear me roar is the place to get those and uh, certainly well well worth listening to that's pretty much it from us on the Big Red Bench tonight. Uh, still Wrexham won, Boreham Wood won, uh, is how it stands in that National League game. Wrexham when they go up. Uh, and it's just for all the, the, the Hear Me Wrexham fans out there. Hear Me Wrexham. Hear Me Wrexham. <laughs> this is Wrexham. Got to hear me roar in the brain after giving it the hard sell there over the last couple of minutes. But yeah, for all the uh, This is Wrexham uh, fans there. And of course, Cork TV fans, Lev and I on uh, Slugger Rovers and UCD tonight. That's a 7.45 kickoff and the Cork City women's team away to Athlone tonight. That's getting underway in the next couple of minutes. Thanks very much indeed for tuning in to us on the Big Red Bench tonight. We're back tomorrow from 6pm. Edenley. he will be in the hot series. He looks forward to uh, the Kinsale Sevens and he talks to Cork on the 20 boss Bobby O'Dwyer ahead of the uh, Clash of Kerry on Monday our podcast will be online very shortly indeed get that redfm.ie wherever you get your podcast from put uh, Big Red Bench into the search bar in your podcast provider and you'll find this there enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening folks and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow Stevie's up next at the block party enjoy your Saturday night game The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM